0: Here we go, feels like grand final week, welcome back, second again, racing podcast, week one of the championships in Sydney, it's obviously still been raining here and the best part about it is they're going to hopefully go ahead, I heard a little rumour they could potentially change the meeting to Sunday but at this stage all looks to be good, it hasn't rained too much around here, Jackson you join me, we're pumped aren't we?
1: We're pumped, mate. Like you said, this is the GF or we'll start of the GF. So it's like we've got three weeks in a row, just full of the best horses, the grand finals. They're all primed for these races. So if you do your form right, you should get some cash. So super excited.
0: Four group ones, a group two, four group threes, and then the country championships final. It just, it doesn't get any better. Like it really doesn't in Sydney. It's just so exciting. So looking forward to seeing some quality racing um, and the racing in Bendigo as well, Jacko.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's enough, there's enough uh, half-decent horses out there as well. A couple of runners that we're pretty keen on to step in as well, especially late in the card. So yeah, super excited for both states this week. We had a bit of a lull. you know. We had Mornington last week. We weren't sure what we were doing there. Then we went to sort of Rose Hill, got moved to Newcastle. So it's all been happening. I'm just happy to get a couple of really good, good, decent cards in. For sure.
0: Um, Just for listeners as well, we're recording at five o'clock on Friday. So, probably a little bit later than usual, but means that the pricing is probably a little bit closer to what it'll be Saturday. We've got a pretty good inkling that it's going to be a heavy 107 on the weekend anyway. So, I don't think it would have mattered if we filmed on Tuesday, Friday, Saturday morning. I think we all knew that. But we're going to kick off with a group two, and that's the chairman's quality. So, that's a 2600 meter race. A lot of these horses have been up for a little bit, all sort of prepping towards the Sydney Cup. So we've got one that we've been trying to follow and find a race for, Chalk Streams, four bucks. Tommy Berry for Waller. Zarek, 650. Stockman, 750. He ran last week, so he's backing up, and he was behind Dewis. So it's a pretty handy run. Great House, 9.50, Knight's Order. She's Ideals. Backing up again, 10 bucks. And the double figures, the rest. What do you think of the race? Like It's, it's hard, because you've got the Sydney Cup next week. A lot of these horses, obviously, trying to either either come into that race um, on the back up. Horses might just be trying to win this one. Did you have an opinion?
1: I didn't have a firm opinion. I just find a lot of these staying races to be wide open. They just seem to take turns all the time and you never know which horse is set for which race and who's got targets down the track. So I did find it really difficult to assess. As far as a, a map goes, so Knight's Order will roll forward and likely control it. Verve Not or Nerve Not Verve will be close enough and Chalk Stream can boot up from that inside gate. The one with the really nice racing pattern is Zarek, who's obviously been able to get a win this campaign. And it's just a bit of a messy race last start. Um, no Compromise won that race. And it just was a, you know, a, a muddly run affair and and probably just didn't get the, the opportunity to, to be closer in the finish that day. So I think you can forgive and, and expect that horse to run well. Just one that... I, I, on forgiveness, there is one horse that I, I just I want to be with oh, her if she wins. I know exactly who this I, horse is I just be. I cannot let her go around at $10. Where and did that's sh- go? I, I can't. I, I Physically, inside me, I can't. And it won't even matter if I'm having a good day by this point or a shit day. I'm going to be with her. It's only race four, so I could be on the canvas after this. But I'm rolling with she's ideal here. She's drawn 20 of 20. So I, there's not much I can say about that. She's going to sit back. Hopefully, she's not last. Hopefully, she's probably two or three pairs a little bit further forward. I know, I feel like that she's not set for the Sydney Cup. I don't think they can stretch her out to that 3,200. At this sort of trip, she can still maintain that turn of foot. She was just really disadvantaged by that drying track at Newcastle on Monday. She's fit. She gets a heavy 10, which is her absolute best asset. And I think she can run really well at each way odds at 10 bucks interesting she's on the backup too so you'd think it would be hard to
0: believe that she's back up back up back up because she'd have to run the sydney cup next week as well so maybe this is a target you get J Mac as well but she's literally drawn bondi 19 so i don't know what they do with her look one that i found that was my one to follow leading into a sydney cup i wasn't sure if they had to come here first but Chalkstream. Look, he's pretty well found. He's four bucks. I didn't think he'd be four bucks. I thought we'd probably get still double digits, considering he was twenties that day. Um, he's still fifteen dollars in the Sydney Cup. He could come out and win. I just don't think that he's going to be ready to go on the weekend. So it's probably going to be a bit more of a watch race. But I've got to stick with him for the whole campaign. Um, race five. I I don't know about you, but I love the concept of these races. You've got the country champs and you've got the provincial champs. Now the horses they're not stars, they're not gun horses, but the opportunity it gives these trainers and owners, it's like the Kosciuszko. It's just, it's so cool. So we've got the country championships, far too easy, top of the market, five bucks. Uh, Testator Silence is fives as well. Cavalier Char, so Jamie Carr comes up for the ride, 650. Now this horse won the wild card. So it actually won a race in Canberra, then won the wild card. So it's had to do a little bit of work to get here, but find 650, edit eights, another one, 950, Anathol, who goes okay, 13s, and then the rest are 16 plus. Do you love the concept of these races or am I just getting hard on?
1: No, I love it. I think it's great to bring the, the country horses and trainers and everyone involved in these types of horses into the big city, the big smoke. I love to see it. Victoria has a similar um, sort of setup that they do over there as well. So I love seeing it. And you even see some horses, you know. for example, It's Me, that, that are really competitive in city class races after these country finals. So I think it's a great concept and they should keep rolling with it for sure.
0: I'm with Cavalier Charles. So I was, I was down in Canberra for their Black Opal Day and I actually got tipped this horse. and I'd never heard of the horse before. I got tipped it and they, they said, this horse is the best last 400 I've ever seen in the country track. And I said, yeah, right. I've heard all that shit before. This horse was fair income two or three lengths last on the turn. I nearly tore my ticket up. I'd had a few terps as well, so I was—I'd had a bit more than I would have liked on it. It seriously has the best last four hundred meters I've seen of any horse lower than group quality. And Fair Income gets Jamie Carr six fifty to find out. I'm I'm really really keen on this horse. I know for a lot of listeners, these horses are probably foreign. So if you are looking for one that's going to give you a little bit of excitement in the last two or three hundred, Cavalier Charles for sure. Um. Race six, the English sires. Look, we we found twelve dollars fireburn in the slipper. I don't know if it's just me. I'm, I'm gathering you're going to agree. I could not take a dollar ninety five. The, the the week later, but that's what they've posted. She's extreme 9, show court nine fifty, dormier. Let's roll the dice. Is fourteens count the headlights? Fifteen and magic seventeens as well, and the rest of twenty plus. So we find our first group one. It's over fourteen hundred. fireburn or fire out.
1: Yeah, I'm sort of fire out. I can't be fire on the fence. I've got to be one or the other. So I'm going fire out here. And it, it, it does hurt me because obviously we've tipped the horse at $12 in a golden slipper. You now come up with a $1.90 or $1.95 here up in trip. I think people have to remember as well, it's its first campaign as a two-year-old. We're not talking about four five-year-old mature horses. A lot of two-year-olds just cannot go six, seven starts in their first prep. So especially on heavy decks as well, where it can take a lot of life out of them. You're now asking the horse to step up to 1400 on a heavy deck again, even though the horse does enjoy a heavy going. I just don't want to be with it at $1.90 today. I just, I think there's, there's enough horses with upside to be able to challenge her if she doesn't turn up. So one of those for me is magic. So he's only had two starts. We've ne- we have not seen the best of this horse. The big knock for him is, is he going to be able to heavy, uh, handle the heavy 10? He has had a, had a go on the heavy and he ran okay. His first up performance or his debut um, was really nice behind Best of Bordeaux, just a slashing second. And obviously Best of Bordeaux has come out and run really, really brave second in the slipper as well. So I think that's really nice form. And if he handles the the heavy deck, I know he's going to eat up the 1400. So I know he's going to give you a sight and you get Pike again. So I'm happy to take, I think it's $17 at the moment to find out. Bit of each way odds there. Just the other one as well. It's at a nice price. Another one that's on the up is Let's Roll the Dice. Damien Lane comes over. He's one of the best jockeys in the country. Comes over for the ride here. Sticks with Danny O'Brien. Um, that pairing is very um, fucking deadly. Horse has had two starts for two wins. It's had a go at the heavy. Absolutely destroyed them at Bendigo on its debut on a heavy deck. So there's no issues there. I reckon between those two, you can potentially find a winner at big odds.
0: For sure, I can see what you're saying. Get 17 and 390 for Magic, who was a dollar ninety last, last time it ran around as well obviously coming through that beautiful form and then let's roll the dice like 14 bucks as well so you can sort of play both if you were playing both so say you had say 50 bucks if you're playing both both, it's your opportunity just to have your 12 dollars 50 each way isn't it
1: yeah for sure i would even get a little bit more cute than that if you got 50 bucks to play with i'd go 20 on each place like for both of those runners and have five on the win for both of them because that's a decent collect and at the end of the day we're betting on two-year-olds here so you never know if they've had enough in this prep and there's a lot of gambling work involved, but anytime I see a price like this, I think you have to get involved. For sure. I'm fire out as well. Probably am a little bit fire on the fence, but it's too much of a
0: mouthful for me. So I'm going to go with Showcourt. This horse was extremely unlucky behind Sajard and was bolting for a run. I don't think it ever left second gear um, and ended up finishing fourth or fifth, but just, just showed nothing. It looks like it's looking for 1,400, potentially a mile, but... At $10, I'm, I'm happy to have a little bit of a play. J-Mac and Waller um, left it out of the slip. I decided not to run it in that race and has come to the English size. So I'm happy to have a little play there. So it looks like we found a few roughies and Fireburn will probably win, um, which is fantastic. Australian Derby. Now this has always been a prick of a race for me. Like I've had, I remember the year when Lavendi knocked off ace high. I was I was chipsy in ace high that day, and Lavendi beats you by a nose. I've just always found it a really tough race. Petatsu, so he comes up from Melbourne. He's three dollars sixty. Obviously, won won the Derby down there as well. Um, he's, a, he's a star, and this stable is just you, you can't say enough good things about the stable. Regal Lions. so backing up from the weekend, five fifty. Forgot you seven fifty. Character ten bucks. It was obviously a super run on the weekend in the mud. Benno, 11s, Allegron, 16, Castle Ray Kid, 17, Can't Go Wong. I reckon these top 10 in the market, there's probably three or four really good horses, but then the next five or six are pretty handy as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is a nice enough race. It's obviously a little bit of a step down from um, the the, the race run in Melbourne with Captivan and and Hitotsu and and Profondo and all those uh, horses came out of that race as well. So a little bit of a step back in class. And that's why I'm going to stick with the form. And there's only two realistic chances for me here. And the first one is obviously Hitotsu. There's just a level of arrogance about this horse and the way they just set it up that I haven't seen for a long time. They did a last preparation where he was 1,600 Caulfield Guineas straight into a derby over 2,500 and wins easily. Just completely does it easy. This set up, this campaign, he's 1,600. Um, obviously won that race at, at Flemington that we just mentioned. Straight up to 2,400 again. No runs in between, you know, no little trials, nothing. They just sent him straight up. So there's just arrogance about this horse. And I just think the way Maren used to operate, they must know they've got the best horse in the race. So if he, get, if he gets his chance and he handles the, the, the wet going, he probably wins.
0: The scary thing about the only difference in preparations is that the Caulfield Guineas, he finished fifth, and the Australian Guineas, he came out and won it.
1: He's a freak. He's a freak. The horse is an absolute freak talent. The the figures aren't there yet, as in like the big, booming, blinding figure that you see as far as times go. I do think the horse is capable of it. There's no ceiling on it yet. Make no mistake about that. He can go to a new level on the weekend. So he's the most likely winning chance for me. The other horse I wanted to mention as well is our old mate, Forgot You. Hopefully, the flat spot doesn't turn up here, and hopefully, it's just more of a grinding tempo. I think the two Waterhouse horses, Zumon and Castle Ray Kid, can just make it a nice, genuine tempo for him. I think he'll enjoy that a lot more. He goes okay on the heavy going. I think he can handle it, so definite place chance for him, but my main bet will be Hitsatsu.
0: For sure. It's interesting. Forgot You, is tough. He never misses the top four or five. He's won three races, two of which have come on the soft, And his one go on the heavy, he ran a really good placing as well. So he at least has proven that he can go in the ground. I'm all over Hitotsu. I agree. The arrogance is just, it leaks. It absolutely stinks with this horse. There's not many horses that go 1,600, group one first up, and then they go, you know what? We're just going to take you up the road? And you can just win a 2,500-meter race, and then we'll take you back. All right? What do you reckon? That's what it feels like with top two. and I, the relationship Johnny Allen has with this horse it's like a real partnership so yeah 360 I think they might let us have $4 440 on the weekend that's the feeling I'm getting so
1: let us on Munzie. let us on mate <laughs> Let give us, us four, on
0: for sure
1: Give us 450 brother
0: Can mate there's something because we're actually leading into a bit of a gutless effort from the bookmakers in this next race mm. Like let us on well, d- so many unknowns
1: in in that race at Flemington. Um, they laid him massively. He was 420, I think he opened at 420 and was like eight dollars or something on the jump. So, if we get that sort of set up again, there's no way I'm letting that through the guard. No,
0: nah, it's a launch. He's def- he's defied a lot of things, this horse. So, anyway, race eight. This is one of my favorite races on the calendar year. It's not as exciting as it has traditionally been, obviously. We've had some champs win it. You've got Chautauqua won, what, three in a row. Um, you've just had uh, Nature Strips won one himself, Red Zell. So, yeah, just a super race, always is. So it's a great age Group 1, TJ Smith, Nature Strip 270. Now, this is what I was talking about in terms of gutless. You've got a horse that's come out. I know he doesn't go any good second up, but still has essentially failed second up on a similar sort of track behind Eduardo and Shelby 66 and they still post 260, 270, Like they're just spineless. Aren't they, they are.
1: They're, they're, they're fucking cowards. I, I hate to see it. They they're literally are reptiles, mate. They just got no spine. But um, look, nature strip. What really concerns me about him is they blame the conditions um, in his last star, obviously failing um, in that small field. So that's a big concern because we roll up to Saturday. It's another heavy 10. So, Are they going to scratch him this week? I don't even know. Like he does in the past, he has gone well on heavy decks. So I don't know how they've come up and blamed the conditions, but that's a big concern for me to see that, that the jockey came off and and said that, you know, heavy, heavy nine, heavy 10 was just to blame last start. So I'd be interested to see what happens there, but just looking at what the horse is capable of and, and what he can do every time he's the best winning chance. And I think anyone who watches enough races knows that this is the best horse in the race. You just have to take him on trust. If it was $4, I'd be head first. I'd be launching. It would be chips in. I'd, be, I'd probably do a multi Hitatsu into Nature Strip and calling it a day. But you get, they come up with 270, heavy deck, Eduardo's here, Mask Crusaders here, Shelby 66 here. These are all class horses, and they're still giving us a gutless fucking price here. So upsetting there, but what can you do? Mask Crusader, I'm not throwing him in the bin, but I'm not going to be with him anymore. I'm happy to forgive one or two runs here and there, but this is now three runs in a row where he's been very plain. Um, I know he was on the wrong side of the track in the new market. I know, but I just, I just can't be with him. Is
0: is he in the recycling bin or is he in the general waste?
1: You know, if I don't know how your bin set up is at home there, but if you've got something that sort of sits there, that's going out to the recycling bin outside. So not the one inside, you just leave it on a bench somewhere, like an empty milk carton or something. Shelby's oh, yeah. that milk carton.
0: Gotcha. So okay.
1: eventually, if he, if he's playing again today, I'm just going to pick him up and throw him outside and never want to look at the horse again. What about this New Zealand horse, Ned, this rockin' horse that, that won the new market? What, what are we doing with him? I, I, I can't, like, he's won a new market. September Run's obviously come out and won that, that Mooney Valley race as well. What, what are we doing with this rockin' horse?
0: I don't know. It's interesting. You get 15 bucks too, but they traditionally go really well on wet ground too, New Zealand horses. Cause it's, it does. It's, it's usually that sort of condition over there. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know how to line, line the horse up because even that, that um, William Reed form with Merabi and stuff like that, we can't match that form to this form because the Sydney and Melbourne form are just completely different.
1: Yeah, for sure. For me, this is a no bet race to be honest until, and I'm going to use the, the word again, digestible until we get a digestible price about nature strip. I won't be stepping in here and, if Shelby wins, I'm going to be on the canvas again.
0: So Nature Strips 270, Eduardo 390, and then this horse, <laughs> this enigma. <laughs> this, it's almost unbelievable. And we've given this horse some airtime on this show. And for all the right reasons, but not for us. They've given us six bucks for a horse that's seven weeks out of coming 10th in a highway and they've given him six bucks in a TJ and he can fucking win Jackson.
1: He can win. But the thing about those seven weeks, he's had 38 starts in those seven weeks with a few trials in between and a jump out here and there. So I think I've, I've, I can't confirm this, but I've got word that Danny Williams actually rides into the track for, for Saturday. So um, the horse is going to be rock hard fit. We know that. He's Actually, had a, had a 12 day spell there. That, that's it, it's, it's a spell, mate, for this horse 12 he's, 13 days.
0: He's had a pick of grass, Shelby. Um, what did, what did Darren Flindell call him? The party boy because he's out every weekend. So, yeah. look, he goes gun on the in the mud. It's the only way that he can win the race. He stuck it to Eduardo last time. Wait for age is probably the question over 1200, but I'm excited. I'd love to see him knock him off because for me, this is just a stay out. This is just watch it. See what happens and play on. But I'm okay. Go Shelby. I'm, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. Um, race nine. This is probably the most famous. Maybe this and the Queen Elizabeth are probably the two most famous races we've got at Ramwick, I reckon. The Doncaster. It's just got that name when you hear it, Doncaster Day. It's something about it. sort of sends a little, little tickle down your spine. Um, forbidden Love. So she, can't, she hasn't done a thing wrong this prep. She's four bucks. They've kept her very, very safe. Um, I'm Thunderstruck 5s, Converge, I'll go through the whole field for this race because it does bat quite deep, Converge 9.50, Ellsberg 15s, Mr. Brightside comes up from Melbourne with 15s, Bankers Choice 16, Private Eye 18, Ice Bath 18, Just Folk 18, Lighthouse Cascadian Law of Indices, Inspirational Girl, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, they're all 26, Brutality on the backup as well is 31, Dallasan 34s, Numerian 41s, our Playboy. The rest, there's Hungry Heart, Halal, Skylab and King Magnus. And they're, they're quite large odds for some class horses. Pretty good
1: race. Really exciting field. Um, this is fantastic. You, you get some horses that are in super form as well. Not just horses with those big names. You get a bunch of different form lines and winning form lines. So love to see that here. In my opinion, this is probably the best race on the card for me. I don't think that the weight scale is too, is too far off. You know, you've got horses down the bottom that are carrying 49 and 50, but the top weight Cascadian's only got 56. So as long as if he's got 58, 59, and there's a massive gap between him and the rest of the runners, same could be said for I'm Thunderstruck. They're not too far away as far as the weights go. As far as the map goes, there's Ellsberg will roll forward. Converge has got a nice inside gate and can roll forward as well. Forbidden Love, is just got that super racing pattern where she doesn't have to lead, but she's always going to be there or thereabouts. She's obviously got car as well. So I'm interested to see how the change in jockey goes. Obviously Bowman's got an awesome uh, relationship with this horse and has been able to just build up the picket fence with her. Just on a bit in love. I just, I've got question marks about her at the 1600. I know she just thrives in the heavy going. I know she loves the wet. She's a mudlark. She's in form. I just think the two things is Bowman comes off. Yes, she's got the lightweight, but Bowman comes off. So you have to change jockeys and try and you know make, make a relationship on the run. And the other one is the 1600. I just don't like her at 1600 being able to settle off a really good tempo and then being able to have that turn of foot that she usually shows at the end. So I'm taking her on. I'm going with I'm, I'm Thunderstruck here. We were obviously both keen on him in the All-Star Mile, gave him a really nice push. He just never got the opportunity to run Zaki down off that really moderate tempo. He gets a long way back. That's the big negative with him. He does handle the heavy going. He's had one start on a on a heavy nine, I think it was, for a win. And he's also two of three with another placing uh, on the soft as well. So he really enjoys this going. There's no There'll be no excuses there. I don't think he has to be last today. He's got sort of a middle draw, so they can boot up with him. Biggest thing for me is a man in form, Hugh Bowman, get jumps on the back. So if anybody's going to get this horse through the line, and, and we saw it in the Golden Eagle as well, Bowman was on him. So. I'd love to see this horse just set a little bit closer because I'm very happy with five fifty dollars and, and two, $2 the place. I'm almost chips in here on I'm Thunderstruck. Wow, there you
0: go. Pretty fair push. Has 55.5 kilos. So giving, giving the other four-year-old, so just for a bit of context, so I'm Thunderstruck's a four-year-old, has 55.5, a forbidden love, four-year-old, Philly, done similar, I would say. They probably have similar credentials. Has 50 kilos. So five and a half kilo weight swing there. It's just interesting. It's an interesting thing to weigh up. $4 for forbidden love, I don't know if I can take it. I think when I look at the race, it's the horse in form. It's the horse that gets the conditions that sort of looking for has that gun racing pattern. But 1600 meters, four bucks, it's a, it's a no for me. I agree with I'm Thunderstruck winning chance. The two that I'm gonna play and only small, I'm gonna have something on inspirational girl. Now, this is a real change of roles for me and you because I haven't been with her all prep, but I can't believe they've posted 26 bucks. Um, three starts, two wins on the soft. Has never had a go on the heavy, but it's a pretty good indicator that she doesn't mind the sting out of the track. She gets 51 and a half kilos and gets a really, really good trip for her. 1600s her go. So I know she's drawn 19, but she gets back anyway. So happy enough to have something small on her and then the other one's brutality. So... Thirty-one dollars and nine bucks to place, so pretty fair price. Has fifty and a half kilos. Look, the horse is backing up from the weekend before. Joe Pride, he does this with his horses. It seems to be a common theme with brutality. They put the blinkers on this time as well. So you're gonna have something small on brutality also, but more just looking forward to the race. Anything can happen. I think anything can win.
1: Yeah, for sure. And th- there'll be massive value in your exotics if you can find it. I, I-, I see massive value here for-, for horses just sneaking into a place at those massive odds. Inspirational girl. I, I love her as a horse. And you've, uh, you've stolen my thunder a bit with her. So interesting to see if it, if it pays off. But um, just w- a couple of other horses just quickly before we move on. So Kiss on All Four Cheeks, the WA mare. I've-, I've been with her the whole prep. Not letting her go around at $31 and eight the place. I think she's a fantastic chance if she handles the going. And just one, if it gets a start, its first emergency at the moment It's Banker's Choice. Running really good sectionals late in its in its races recently. Um, ran a super race behind uh, Zaki and Inspirational Girl first up. Had the best last hours in that meeting. I won't be jumping off it if it gets a, if it gets a run.
0: For sure. If I was to have a top four in box, just boxed, I'd be no, no particular order. I'm Thunderstruck, Brutality, Inspirational Girl, and a... R- Flip of the coin between private eye and forbidden love. What about
1: yourself? Yeah, I'm definitely throwing I'm Thunderstruck in. Inspirational girl, I agree. Won't be hopping off. The WA mare kiss on all four cheeks. And I do think that Banker's Choice gets a run because Hungry Heart hasn't got a jockey booking yet, so they'll likely come out again.
0: <laughs> wow, got to take a bit of a breath after that, What man. a card,
1: what a card.
0: Like, even just reading out the prices for those horses, like, like Kiku down the bottom, Hungry Heart's $61. Like. It's just, halal is massive price. So, no, nah, so exciting. We go down to Bendigo for a couple races though and we think we've found a couple really good betting opportunities, which is, which is great. So, we go straight to race seven, which is the Bendigo Guineas. It's a listed race over 1,400 um, and we found one that we really like and we'll get to that in a moment. But Cardigan, Queens, 280. Gundek, five bucks. Um, Sharp Response, who was actually, it was beaten on the weekend um, in a protest. So, Bo Mertens, for anyone that hasn't watched the race, Bo Mertens, poor old Bo Mertens, is riding this horse. It's hit the front, it looks home, and he's accidentally whipped the horse next to him's head. Uh, and Ollie was on. They did they, protest was was upheld in the end. I think it, it was only about half a head margin, but bloody stiff Bowie. As soon as Ollie versus Bo Mertens happened, I knew I was losing my dough. <laughs> Asymmetrical 750 Mars mission eights chartres is tens and then twenty-one bucks the rest. Usually a pretty handy race. It's usually for those horses that aren't quite up to Australian guineas, Caulfield guineas form. But we think we found one, don't
1: we? Definitely. Uh, We're obviously super keen on Cardigan Queen here. Uh, We tipped her last start and just, just couldn't get over the line. It's like she won the race but lost the photo last start. Just had genuine excuses. Had to check the run two or three times. Eventually got out and absolutely slashed home. Fastest last 200 of that meeting. So the writing's on the wall here. The horse can run a second. It's got five seconds from eight starts, which is the big the big worry. It can find a way to get beat. I'm happy enough with two seventy. I thought we we're gonna to get tomato sauce here. There's nothing else in this race that interests me from a talent perspective. The race shape would you know, depending on how they're running at Bendigo, if they're not making up ground, that's the that's the negative. But I, I'm not sure it even matters. If the horse can get on the three wide trail when they're turning and just have its opportunity, I think she will win and win easily.
0: Geez, two eighty is a price. I'm yep. pretty happy with two eighty. Bit of cash on cardigan. That's what I'm saying. So, race seven, cardigan queen. Get your notebooks out. If you take your notes in your phone, get them out. Cardigan queen should be winning. Race eight, golden mile, listed race over sixteen hundred. One of your horses to follow has drawn the dead set car park, but cherry tortoni is at the top of the market three seventy. So, hasn't been missed. So maybe uh, maybe the punters were listening into Jacko's horse to watch. I'm Superman 650, Holbein 650 as well, Rare Dini the Cat 7 bucks, Crosshaven 12s, Zaydani 14s, High Stranger, Rock, King Magnus. It's actually a pretty handy race, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is another race that bats pretty deep. So, um, you know, especially for a country track as well, to be able to bring these, these types and, and level of horses here, I think they've done really well. Even horses like Rock that's running some really nice Group 1 and Group 2 races at 21 bucks here. So there's enough talent here to get excited about. Um, you mentioned it, my horse to follow out of, uh, out of our last review was Cherry Tortoni. He's drawn the fucking Mornington Peninsula, and but they're at Bendigo. So that, that's the big knock. But the horse does roll back to last anyway. So similar to the race before with Cardigan Queen, it's all going to depend on the pattern at Bendigo at the day. Hopefully it's an even track and they all get their chance because I think the horse will definitely be in the finish. Just had a booming last 600. Had excuses as well. And the more I watch it, the more I thought the horse should have won that last start. Gentleman Roy won that day, which is obviously a horse that's in really good form. So that's a nice enough form line to be confident here. The other runner I want to be with from a betting uh, side of things, and this horse you don't have to worry about the pattern on the day because he'll put himself close enough, is I Am Superman. The horse gets back to a dry deck, which he really enjoys. This is a big drop in class for it. He, he normally runs in group one, group two races at those sort of $20, $30 marks. And he's competitive, but just can't quite get that kill up there. So I think this is really good placement from the Sonans here. Gets to a listed race, a mile is his go. The biggest advantage now is gets on a, a, firm, a firm track, which he loves. He, he's going to be close enough from gate five. He might be box seat, but he might be one pair further back. But he's definitely going to get his opportunity. And I think he's a fantastic price. Just on the price as well. As we've been chatting, Ed, I've just been having a look at the odds up behind me here, and they're actually just backing him as we speak. He was nine dollars, and he was eight bucks, and he was sevens $7, now six fifty. So they're just starting to chip away on a Friday arbo as the punters sort of lob up to the to the sports bet app. So yeah, I think we might have to get on sooner rather than later.
0: Interesting. It is thirteens the six already. So he hasn't been missed. He's got obviously got sixty kegs, but massive plus for me is Blake McDougall. So. A lot of these good Melbourne jockeys have gone up to Sydney. So, Blake gets his opportunity, stays down in Melbourne, gets to a track like Bendigo. So, he'll have a few good rides for the day. I agree. I'm with him Superman as well. Just love the dry track. And this is the easiest race he's running for a long time. Race nine. Now, I don't even want to go through the
1: market. There you go. We're not going through the market. Right. Corner pocket wins this race then, Ned. (laughs) Done? He, just, he just wins. He just wins. He has the best form. We're also getting a price as well. You talk about running behind Inspirational Girl and Zaki. Zaki's come out and won the All-Star Mile. And I don't need to tell anyone that, that is one of the best horses in the country. So he's run within two lengths of those runners. How have they come up with $3 here? Like, what's the second favorite here, Ned? Is it second slip? Second slip, mate. Second slip, which is Will Clark. And who I respect that stable a lot. They're a very talented Adelaide stable. When they bring them over, this is often a target but they've found the wrong target today because Corner Pocket's going to win this fucking race.
0: Like, imagine Lindsay Smith, right? So this is Lindsay Smith sitting there on a Tuesday he's thinking about where he's going to put Corner Pocket. All the acceptance acceptances coming out, and he goes, oh, second slips in this race, so two lengths behind ironclad. Corner Pocket. Guess what you get, mate? You get 58 kegs. You get 58 kegs on the weekend, and that's going to be in a benchmark 100. So not a listed... Not a group race, a benchmark one hundred at Bendigo. And you know what we'll give you, lads, punters? Here's, here's the best part for you, punters. Here's three bucks. Do what you like. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be chips in. And It's race nine. I just cannot believe it. I think they'll back this thing off of the map. It'll jump. It, it could jump a dollar ninety, couldn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just got one of those horses with really nice racing patterns. Just tries its absolute heart out. The times are on the board as well, which just gives you that added confidence. This is the best bet of the weekend for me.
0: Get on corner pocket, lads. We've got a little bit of a little bit of alliteration here with our two best bets, and they both come at Bendigo. So we've got the Cardigan Queen, and we've got corner pocket, and we're going to have cash on them. So cash on the Cardigan and the corner. That's going to be the the second again bets for the weekend. Did you have a best bet anywhere else, Jacko?
1: No, I'm happy to keep it pretty much simple and just roll with those two there. And I'm obviously very keen on I'm thunderstruck in the in the Doncaster as well at that price. Fantastic,
0: mate. My, oh, one of my favourite parts of the week, and I love when we get to chat just before the podcast and we have a little bit of a chat about how we went last week with this bet and how we're going to go this week. And something exciting this week, and I'll let you tell the punters,
1: but your best Western, Jackson. Best Western. Fast becoming the, uh, the most in-demand segment on any, on any podcast going around. Um, again, they're at Ascot. They're out on the gravel track, and we obviously had a good laugh about how they prepare that, that gravel out there. So. They've, they've gone over again with the paint during the week and, and um, got it all ready to go. So the Dulux is all, all there. They've picked out a nice green. <laughs> Back at Ascot for the, for the 50th week running. We're going a running double today, guys. So we're going a two-race multi back-to-back. And both of these horses I've actually tipped as my best Western previously. So one of them, I hope a lot of the punters remember, is Amelia's dual. She's the best two-year-old going around over there in Perth at the moment. I think she's got the opportunity to come across and tackle some big two-year-old races over here. The horse just wins that race should be around $1.60, $1.65 at the moment. So that's short enough, but she will, she will win the race. Very, the very next race after that is comes a time. So my boy, Chris Parnam is on again, the horse, I, I tipped him. I think it was now four weeks ago and was just absolutely luckless. The biggest moral you've seen go down. Um, he was at a decent price that day. He's at a half decent price again today. He's about two 30. So between the two of them, a running double should get you around the 4 dollars twenty-four thirty 4 30 mark. So I think that's fantastic value. And you know your fate pretty much straight after. So you're not waiting race one to race nine and you, you're sitting there sweating your balls off and you know trying to hang on to all your cash and, and sort of collect everything together. But I'm just going bang, bang here. I think these are the two best winning chances on the card and they've happened to come back to back. So around $4, $4.20, if you can get for a running double, it's unload time.
0: Awesome. I've just put them into my bet slip now. So $4.30. I'm going to have to have something small now. And I think just so I don't forget about it. Um, 714 and 750. So we get a nice quick one just after dinner, you know, let the food settle. You might've put a few skewies down and just watch Chrissy Pan and bring this multi home. Best Western, mate. It's one of my favorite parts of the week. Mate, I'm going to need a bit of an ice bath after that session. That was
1: massive. It was this just is huge, so, mate. so good. Yeah, I need to jump into the sauna or something, have a nice little recovery, a bit of a warm down. But, mate, let's, let's, uh, let's gear up for tomorrow. This is huge.
0: Absolutely. Four group ones, a group two, four group threes in Sydney with the country champs. And then it's as simple as cash on card again in the corner pocket. Just get on, get involved. If you're not, then I don't know what you're doing. Jacko, bit of pleasure.
1: All the best, mate. Always a pleasure.